Welcome to the All Bros Podcast. I'm Jonathan. Nah, I'm Caleb. And we are a couple of aspiring filmmakers that love to watch and critique movies, but also enjoy a lot of bit of the nerd life. Uh, welcome to our Christmas special. Um, since the Halloween special did so well, we got so many downloads and just yada yada yada. I don't know what I'm saying here. Um, you joke, but we actually did. Really? <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Hell yeah. Thank you, guys. We appreciate that. Um, so we decided to follow it <laughs> yeah, up. Yeah, Rose was being an asshole, trying to be sarcastic. <laughs> I hit him with the numbers. Uh, you I'll, listeners are great. Don't let Rose treat you poorly. I wasn't trying to be sarcastic. I just didn't know if like we actually did get a lot of downloads. I don't know how to check that on Lipson. Yeah, we got a decent amount. All right, let me cool. let me check while you're talking. Okay, so to follow up our Halloween special, we will be doing a Christmas special, and we will be breaking down the I think it was a 2003 film. I'm gonna double check. Uh, yes, yeah, 2003. Yeah. 2003 film Elf, starring Will Ferrell, and I believe this was his breakout performance. I am pretty sure. Um, but anyway. Um, too many. That's kind of a bold statement because Will Ferrell was big before this. Okay, true. But like, let's for for most people, this is like the movie they associate Will Ferrell with. Mm. Am I am I wrong? Okay, nah, but, you're not. Yeah, I was, okay, I was totally gonna say wrong. like, oh, total. Okay, what film do you associate with Will Ferrell? Um, Talladega Nights. Yeah, see, I, Anchorman. It's Elf for me, dude. Yeah, it's Elf. Hmm. Um. So, just our a side note: the Halloween special is our one, two, three, four, sixth most downloaded episode. Holy shit! Thank you, guys. I am sorry <laughs> if I came off as an asshole earlier. Wow. Yeah, you should, prick. Wow, dick. <laughs> F you. <laughs> anyway, before I kick Caleb's ass virtually, um, try me, bitch. Let's go. I could kick your ass. Let's go, bitch. Uh, <laughs> so we're gonna be breaking down Elf, and since uh, um, since this is just a Christmas special, we won't be doing any of our just regular uh stuff so no adventures in hunting blah 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 blah. so we'll just be talking about the movie um caleb do you want to tell uh the listeners how we break down movies on this bitch (laughs) freaking talking ghetto to me freaking weird um but all right (laughs) i gotta change it up man yeah, if you are new to our breakdown system, we have split movies into eight different categories that we individually grade to come to a final All Bros score. Um, the eight categories that we grade are story, writing, acting, character development, effects, music, costumes, and then at the end, give it our own personal grade. Um, and then all of that gets added up into our magic rating platform, gives us an average, and then that average gets converted into a letter grade. Yes, and it is very magical. Especially it's around, very magical. Especially around Christmas time. It's so magical. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You see some elf magic in, in this freaking... Uh, oh, my goodness. 
this Excel sheet. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. All right, so. Anyway. Shall we get started uh, with the plot? Yes. So, if you guys have not seen this movie, we are about to spoil the entire damn thing. And if you continue to listen past this point, that is your fault. (laughs) And kind of like we said with Home Alone, uh, our um, last episode, um, if you haven't seen this movie either, there's kind of something wrong with you because this is also considered a Christmas classic. Absolutely. But anyway. All right, so... On Christmas Eve, a little boy at an orphanage crawls into Santa's sack and is unwittingly taken back to the North Pole. When the child is discovered at the workshop, the elves name him Buddy after the brand label on his diaper, and Papa Elf adopts and raises him. Buddy grows up at the North Pole, believing he is an elf and accepted by the elf community, but due to his human size, he is unable to keep up with the other elves and demoted to the demeaning job of toy testing. Soon, Buddy overhears that he is a human. <laughs> what? Dude, I just... I freaking love this scene. Oh, with the whole jack-in-the-box? Yeah, <laughs> I, I freaking love it because he gets so mad. <laughs> I mean, would you, wouldn't you? I mean, I don't... I, I never knew the... I never understood the draw of jack-in-the-boxes. They scare the shit out of me. I don't care how happy the clown looks in it. Yeah, straight up. Dude, like... I've never messed around with a jack-in-the-box that didn't scare me. Yeah. It, or didn't startle me. Like, I've I've done it as a full-grown man, and it's still, like, I freaking jump. Because like, that shit's scary. Seriously, you'll see kids, you know, like, wind it up, and it pops out. Like, ha that's so funny. I'd be like, no, bitch, I'm drop-kicking that shit across the room. <laughs> yeah, dude, I've done... Di- I used a jack-in-the-box with Iris at a Cracker Barrel one time. She freaking hates them. Aww. And usually she's fine with being, like, startled. Like, if you catch her off guard and you just go, and with her, she'll giggle yeah. a little bit. No, she freaking hates the jack-in-the-box. Because she gets, like, really into the tune, and then it's just, boom, and you're like. Yeah, and she, like, freaks out. Aww, poor Iris. <laughs> what have you been doing to my niece? I was trying to give her some Christmas joy with a jack-in-the-box, asshole. It's well, not like stop. I'm freaking well, hitting her. stop it. Stop it. <laughs> give her Elf on the Shelf instead. I don't know other, like, Christmas classic toys. I don't either. Is the Slinky a classic Christmas toy? Yeah, but I think she's a little young for a Slinky. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, Where was I? Soon, Buddy overhears that he's a human, and Papa Elf explains that Buddy was born to Walter Hobbs and Susan Wells and given up for adoption. Susan subsequently died, and Walter, who now works as a children's book publisher at the Empire State Building in New York City, is unaware of Buddy's existence. To Buddy's horror, Santa reveals that Walter is on the naughty list due to his selfish and unscrupulous demeanor, but suggests Buddy could help redeem him. Okay, I'm going to love... I love... Yeah, that's basically the scene where um, uh, Santa's, like, telling Buddy, like, everything in New York, and he's just like, and when they say peep show, that doesn't mean that they're letting you look at presents before Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I love that whole little breakdown. And then... 
I still laugh my ass off every time Buddy gets told his dad's on the naughty list. Oh, I know. The scream. It just. <laughs> so <laughs> great. No! Oh, it's so <laughs> great. All right. Uh, Buddy promptly travels to New York and finds his father at work, but even after he mentions Susan Wells, Walter misinterprets him as a dysfunctional Christmas Graham messenger and has him kicked out of the premises. Inspired by a sarcastic remark from a security guard, Buddy heads to a local Gimbel's department store where the manager mistakes him for an employee. At the store's North Pole, he meets Jovi, an unenthusiastic employee with whom he is instantly smitten. After hearing that Santa will be at the store the following day, Buddy's jubilanty jub- wow, ju- oh man, reading with rose people, reading with rose. With Jub- two E's. <laughs> Jubilantly <laughs> decorates the North Pole overnight. When Buddy realizes that the gimbal Santa is not the real Santa, he unmasks him and causes a cause he unmasks him and causes a wild tumult. <laughs> they are using very big words in this. Okay, cut me some slack. <laughs> <laughs> in the store that lands Buddy in jail. Uh, you smell like cheese. You don't smell like Santa. <laughs> Dude, I freaking love that. Uh, Walter reluctantly... Reluct- oh my gosh! Walter reluctantly bails Buddy out and takes him to a doctor for a DNA test, which confirms that Buddy is in fact his long-lost son. The doctor convinces Walter to take Buddy home to meet his stepmother Emily and 12-year-old 12-year-old half-brother Michael, believing that once he is faced with reality, he will drop the whole elf thing and move on as a regular adult. Walter and Michael are put off by Buddy's strange behavior, but Emily insists that they care for him until he recovers. Michael eventually warms up to Buddy after Buddy defends him from a gang of bullies in a snowball fight, and Michael encourages Buddy to ask Jovi on a date, which she accepts. During the date, the two fall in love. I just want to point out when Michael is uh, talking to uh, Emily, and uh, Emily's just like, you can't just put him out in the snow. Why not? He loves snow. He's told me 18 times. (laughs) (laughs) Dude. One thing about this movie, it is so freaking quotable. It is. Oh, I love it so much. It's so good. Like, like what you were saying, like, you smell like ham and cheese, you don't smell like Santa. <laughs> like, there's that, like, you sit on a throne of lies. <laughs> or, um, oh, when he's talking about, like, singing in the shower, or singing in the store. Oh, yeah. And he's like, hey! There's no singing in the North Pole. Yes, yes there, there is. is. No, there's not. We <laughs> sing all the time, especially when we make toys. Uh, so good. <laughs> it is. Dude, awesome. I didn't know this until I just looked it up. Um, I think it's as Ed Asner that plays Santa. Yeah. Did you know he voiced uh, Carl Fredrickson from Up? I didn't. Yeah, but now that you said that, yeah, the voices do click. Yeah, right? Shit. All right. Hell yeah. That's freaking awesome. Is he is he one of your favorite Santas ever portrayed in film? I would say yes. Okay. My all-time favorite. I love him as Santa. I do, too. I'm just going to put this out here. There, I mean, he's been my favorite Santa ever since I was a kid. Tim Allen. I don't know what it is. He's always been my favorite Santa Claus. That's a tough one. I don't know who my favorite Santa would be. 
Like, I've really grown to like um, Kurt Russell as Santa. Oh, yeah. Still haven't watched either of those. Oh, so good, dude. Yeah, I need so to. So good. Maybe I'll do that on Christmas Eve this year. Yeah, that'd be a good way to spend it. Um, yeah, Kurt Russell has has been rising up there. Um, Tim Allen has a soft spot in my heart, but he's not my favorite Santa. How dare you? <laughs> but Ed Asner, he's up there. He is like he's a way great up job there. Santa, he's a fantastic Santa. Yeah, I need. To, I'm gonna look through like while you continue to jack up this reading. See who else has F played you. Santa. <laughs> Walter reluctantly bails Buddy out and takes him to a. Do- oh wait, shit! I already messed this up. Oh, eh. Shut up. Meanwhile, Walter's company is in trouble after their most recent book fails to sell. Walter's boss, Fulton Greenway lays down a hard deadline for Walter to have a new book ready by Christmas Eve. In desperation, Walter and his team secure a meeting with best-selling children's author Miles Finch. Buddy interrupts the meeting to boast of his newfound love and mistakes Finch, who has dwarfism, for an elf. (laughs) Excuse me. Uh, I freaking Uh, love... This was... I freaking love Peter Dinklage. (laughs) This was my first introduction to Peter Dinklage, and... Gosh, I uh, love him in this movie. I mean, he's great in any movie that he's in, but yeah, I love this movie. Or love him in this movie. I can talk. Uh, Buddy unintentionally insults Finch and pesters him into losing his temper. An angered and insulted Finch attacks Buddy and walks out on Walter, who furiously snaps in anger at Buddy for ruining the meeting and harshly disowns him. Heartbroken, Buddy leaves an apology note for Walter, Emily, and Michael on an Etch-A-Sketch and wanders about in the streets, lamenting that he does not fit in anywhere. On Christmas Eve, after finding Finch's notebook full of ideas, Walter and his team scramble to create a book to pitch. As Walter prepares to pitch the book to Greenway that evening, Michael, who found Buddy's note, arrives and informs Walter that Buddy is gone. Realizing he was wrong and forced to choose between his job or his family, Walter quits his job and leaves with Michael to find Buddy. As Buddy wanders the streets, he watches Santa's sleigh crash in Central Park, attracting a large crowd. Attracting a large crowd, Buddy tracks down Santa, who explains that the sleigh has lost its engine and cannot fly without it because of the lack of Christmas spirit. Buddy finds the engine and is reunited with Walter and Michael. Walter apologizes to Buddy and accepts him as his son. Buddy then takes them to meet Santa, who proves himself to Michael by showing him what he truly wanted for Christmas. Michael takes Santa's list and reads it in front of television news cameras gathered outside outside the park, proving that Santa is real. The Central Park Rangers, who have a grudge against Santa for placing them on the naughty list, chase the sleigh as Buddy (laughs) tries to reattach the engine. Jovi leads the crowd, and those watching on television, many of whom have had their lives touched by Buddy, and singing Santa Claus is Coming to Town to help raise enough Christmas spirit to fully power the sleigh without the engine for the first time in years. By the next Christmas, Walter starts his own publishing company with a book about Buddy's story that becomes a bestseller. Buddy and Jovi, now married, bring their newborn daughter, Susie, to visit Papa Elf so she can also believe in the magic of Christmas. Hell yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this is such 
a freaking good movie. It, re- oh, it really is. I want to see what the Rotten Tomato score of this is really quick. Are we able to look and see which is your favorite Santa? I'm having a bit of a time trying to figure this out. <laughs> Do you remember that movie? Uh, it is a... It's a Disney original movie where there is a weather machine. <gasps> yes! Yep. You don't have to tell me yeah. anymore. Yep, I remember that. That's my favorite Santa. <laughs> Dude, I can't even be mad about that because that guy was amazing in that movie. And uh, I, I love that movie. That was one of the best Disney Channel original movies. Yeah, I I completely forget what that movie was called, but I, um, wasn't it the ultimate Christmas present? It might be that. And then I I'm love how sure the, it's uh, that. the two elves are like full sized men, and oh, it's just amazing. Yeah, but I I loved that Santa. I don't know why that one just like stuck with me so hard. Like that's my favorite like live action Santa. My Dude. favorite like. Just Santa in general probably has to go to the uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer Santa. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Just because I really like that. Um, there's just, I don't know. There's just a. It's really hard. If I'm thinking him. like animated Santa, I would actually uh, I would give it to. Um, have you ever seen the Year Without a Santa Claus? No, I don't what? think so. With uh, Snow Miser and Heat Miser? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I love how they did Santa in that one. And that one is always, the way that Santa's portrayed in that movie has always stuck with me ever since I was a little kid. So if we're talking animated, that is that is my favorite Santa right there. Yeah, that's a really good one. Okay, so yeah, it is called The Ultimate Christmas Present. Sweet. Yeah, I I really dig that Santa. I think that it's not like on he's, Disney Plus. He's definitely right? top top spot for me. What? Yeah, it's on Disney Plus right now. Freaking a. Yeah. Probably gonna watch that this year. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude! I th- I I think I'm going to too. Shit, eighty eighty four percent for Elf on Rotten Tomatoes. That's awesome. Is that the critic score? Yeah, the audience score is actually lower. It's seventy nine percent. What? Yeah, that's bullshit. Yeah, we'll find out what the actual score is here in a little bit. <laughs> I love how you say that, the actual score. Because we're the only score that means anything, bitch. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you freaking listen to, or you you pay attention to Rotten Tomatoes? I'm going to quote uh, DJ from Untrained Eye. Why do you listen, or... Uh, <laughs> Like, we're the only... I can't steal that. Well, okay, so their tagline is the only show about what's happening. Ours could be the only breakdown that matters. Yes. (laughs) Let's do it. Let's start that hashtag. The only only breakdown that matters. Or uh, the only score that matters. There we go. Okay, there we go. <laughs> the the Albro's score. Yep, 
There we go. Bam. And then, like, I mean, I think you've heard um, the untrained eye enough to know how he says this, but if you're, yeah, if you're reading or paying attention to Rotten Tomatoes or any other um, critic posting site, is Rotten Tomatoes the only one? No, there's or like others. the biggest one. Yeah, Rotten yeah. Tomatoes is Whatever. definitely the biggest. Yeah, so if you're listening to Rotten Tomatoes, you're a nerd. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Because like, like, um, say like if a uh, studio is like really desperate for people to buy their movie when it comes out on Blu-ray, they will. St- if the movie's certified fresh, they will literally put a huge ass uh, Rotten Tomatoes certified fresh sticker. On the uh, slipcover of it. Just be like, hey, they actually liked our movie. Please buy it. Yeah. We need to get or put a... Um, or make up a Albro's stamp of approval. Yes. Yes. And then we'll post just the pictures, like, with... Or the posters with the, with the stamp on it. <laughs> I love it. Yes. <laughs> Let's do it. That'd be dope. That would be so dope, dude. Yeah. I think I know what my weekend uh, project is going to be. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Anyway, getting back to Elf. Uh, this movie is like an instant classic. It it really is. It has a great story, great characters, amazing writing. Um, at least to me, um, yeah. Just, I mean, we'll we'll get to like everything, but like overall, overall, everything is just so good, so good. Yeah, and I love that. Like with Buddy, he didn't. Like this is definitely going to to affect it in character development. I feel because I mean, Buddy's the biggest character. Yeah. But I feel like he is just consistently himself, and that just brings people up. Yes, I absolutely agree. Like I, there's times where he gets like sad and and stuff, but yeah. I think overall, like it, he does a really good job at keeping his energy very high mm-hmm. and light and borderline like innocent. Yeah, he really is a kid at heart. That that really is what um Buddy the Elf is. Yeah. So this was the first movie that I s- I've seen Will Ferrell in. Same. Even though I do associate him more with like Anchorman and Talladega Nights and some other uh SNL s- skits funny story i have never seen either of the anchormans or talladega nights they're pretty good movies yeah i've heard i've heard i'm missing i heard the second anchorman was definitely not as good as the first one but and i said i still need to check out all three yeah i I would check it them out if you ever get the opportunity to okay will um but yeah, like this was my like the first introduction to him as an actor. The only other time I'd seen him before this, and I didn't even know it was him, was my mom really likes the uh, the cowbell skit 
from SNL. I don't think I've ever seen that one. Yeah, it's Will. It's one of Will Ferrell's like most famous uh, SNL skits. No, oh, okay. I will have to look it up after we uh, stop recording then. Yeah, it's pretty good. But anyway, um, yeah, the the story, they just did a really good job. The writers did a really good job not making anything that's too overcomplicated, making something that feels like an instant classic. And they could have gone really hard with some special effects, but they kept the, the effects as basic as they possibly could. That's true. I mean, I feel they did a good job with, um, even when he's leaving the North Pole and you see Mr. Narwhal, um, the, uh, I forget the snowman's name, um, but I don't know, I just loved that they added that kind of shit that, like, uh, that kind of, like, um, I don't know, I guess, like, Rudolph-style animation actually exists with real life human characters. I thought that was like super <laughs> yeah. cool. I loved that. Um but yeah, no. I don't know. I really don't have I don't know what else to say about the story because it is so freaking good. You know, it, it's a simple story. I mean, well, I don't know if you can really call it a simple story, but um just seeing uh you know, buddy go from Someone that thought he was an elf to being like, hey, you know what? I'm actually a human. I actually have parents. Oh, my dad hates me. Well, shit. And, you know, he falls, He, you know, elf, uh, Buddy falls in love. He, um, he helps uh, his dad realize what means the most to him. Just, and I'm really butchering this. But, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um... Yeah, I, I don't really know what else to say about this story because it's it's just so good. Like, for at least for most people, I feel the first Will Ferrell movie that we were introduced to, I feel he did an amazing job. John Favreau, amazing as the director, and I didn't know that he was the director until probably like Iron Man two. Um, and yeah, the fact that he has a cameo as the Doctor in this was fantastic. Um. He has two cameos. Wait, who else was he? He voiced Mr. Narwhal. He did? Yeah. Okay, John Favreau. I found that out courtesy of uh, Film on the Rocks. <laughs> hey, thank you, Brucker. Uh, and Nate. And Nate, sorry. Oh, wait. Was that one of Nate's episodes? It might have been uh, Levi. Oh. Well... Because I think Nate did like the first three, but I don't know if Elf was one of their first three. Well, either I remember watching that. Like that was the first episode of theirs I listened to. Oh, okay. Uh, the Elf one. Okay. Well, if, if but... it was either Brucker, Nate, or Levi. Thank you for letting Caleb know that information <laughs> so he could share it with me. <laughs> Straight up stealing it. But I mean, I guess it doesn't count as stealing if I give credit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I feel it doesn't. Um, but that's just me. Watch, they're gonna flag our audio. I'm they're just kidding. Flag it. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Uh, I'm gonna message them after I upload this. Be like, hey, please don't flag our episode. 
<laughs> we gave credit to you. We promise. <laughs> oh my gosh. That just makes me love John Favreau even more. Um, but yeah, I can't say enough good things about this story. It's it's just fantastic. Yeah, it's so good. It's I think there's enough adult humor in it for it to be entertaining to adults. Absolutely. It's entertaining for for teenagers because it has like some of that gross like comedy, like the big long burp. Oh yeah. It has it has stuff for everyone. Dude, I always get so nostalgic with that scene because seeing how uh the Coke two liter bottles looked back in two thousand three. It's so weird. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, we've come a long way, haven't we? <laughs> uh, uh, dude, like I have to thank this movie for making me and my brothers like anytime one of us like burps for a really long time or just like a little extra long like especially koi he will finish it and he, like he'll burp and then he's just did you hear that <laughs> <laughs> i love it oh my gosh i love it all because of this movie um gosh but we're not talking about the story worth a shit no, we're, we're like not. we're just fanboying over this so, it's, movie. Like I don't, it's hard to just narrow it down just to the story because it's such a great movie overall. Yeah. So, a- attempting to what like to put on my critic cap for this, I I think that the story flows really well. Mm-hmm. There aren't. I think there's maybe one scene that was a little bit on the slow side. What would you say it is? Uh, I think it's like right before he sees Santa. What? Like right before Santa crashes. Oh, okay. That's fair. Yeah, I would say that, yeah, I think that scene's just a little on the slow side, but okay. not too much to detract from the overall um speed or tempo of the movie. Okay, yeah, that's fair. I get where you're coming uh, from. Yeah. But I think overall, like this the story ended perfectly. Didn't need um I don't think it left the door open for a sequel. No, it didn't, which I'm grateful for, honestly. Um, I, I just love yeah. that the ending finishes with a drawing, just like the opening opened with it. Um, and, uh, just watching Will Ferrell, buddy, sit on Papa, Papa Elf's lap and just, he's just like, buddy, buddy. And then just <laughs> draw, draws the, um, scene and just, it's, it's fantastic. Love the ending. Yeah. So good. I love that it was just that finality I love the um just the the overall pacing of it. His I feel like this movie it feels longer than it actually is in a good way. Yes. Absolutely. Cuz what it's like an hour and a half, right? Yeah, and it feels like it could like the all the stuff they were able to cram in that hour and a half. It feels like it if, it feels like a 2-hour movie, but it's not. Like it doesn't is that kind of what you're saying? Yeah, like it feels 
it's just a ride that you enjoy being on yes. and you're sad that it's over, but it felt like a decent trip. Exactly. I feel that's a great way to explain Elf. Yeah. So, like I said, I absolutely love this. I, I'm good. I'm feeling very generous with this and I need someone to check me. So what were you thinking for, uh, for story. Hey, I mean, it's the Christmas season. You gotta be. What's the word that you used? Wow. Generous. Generous. Wow. I don't know why I forgot that word. Um, story. You change it to talking with Rose. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I might be going generous here. Hi. I'm gonna say a solid ninety. I think that's fair. What were I think you that's definitely fair. No, I I was I was sitting in that that ballpark. Okay. Um were you higher or lower? Yeah, I was I I might have been a little bit higher, but Oh, okay. Like I said, I, I was just putting my nostalgia goggles on. Those are the best goggles you can have. Yeah. So, 90 I think is a very fair score. And, yeah, just because of everything that they were to incorporate. And the story's fun. Oh, it's yeah, a yeah. basic-ass story, I but, feel. But, yeah, it's, but it's a blast from start to finish. Yeah. Uh, moving on over to writing. This, this was also great. It was really good. I, if you've listened to any of our other breakdowns, you know that we are not, or at least me, I'm not a big fan of wasted dialogue. Yeah, he's an asshole when it comes to that. <laughs> I very much am. And there was nothing in this that I felt was wasted. There's a lot of stuff that you could definitely take out and you'd still get the same story, but... What it added to the story was a lot stronger, or not even the story. It didn't add anything to the story. It just added to the vibe of the yes. movie. Yes, and I absolutely agree with you. There are some lines that can be taken out, but for the most part, everything that um, everything that you could take out, I feel, and most of them are like probably buddies' lines, just because of like maybe like the random stuff he says but it adds to his character it uh it adds to his um innocence um his joy his like always looking on the bright side of things just it it just makes his character that much better and i really could not see myself taking out any of the lines that they had buddy say just i would have too hard of a time having to uh be on the cutting room floor with this script yeah, I want to know how much of this was improv, because I do know that a lot of the scenes that were shot in the streets were, like, a lot of those people were just random people. Oh, that's funny. Like, the guy walking in the red tracksuit yeah. apparently wasn't an actor. Oh, yeah, I remember seeing that. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, "Oh shit! Oh, that makes that scene fun even funnier." Yeah, uh, like I want to know how they shot that. Then 
I know this part was staged, but I love when uh, he uh, he sees the sign and he's just like, "Oh my gosh, world's best cup of coffee! Great job, guys!" Hi, and then he just leaves. <laughs> was that really staged? I don't know. I, I don't know. I I was hoping it wasn't. I, <laughs> I hope I, I hope it wasn't either. But I mean, I love the follow up scene towards when uh him and um. Oh shit! What's uh, her name? Uh, his, uh, uh, his Zoe wife. Deschanel. Yeah, I love when he takes her there on their date, and she's just like, oh, t- "It tastes like a crappy cup of coffee." It is a crappy cup of coffee. No, it's the world's best cup of coffee. <laughs> uh. Yeah, that was another scene that I really liked. The whole like their their first date, and. H- him taking her to places that she's already familiar with, maybe. Yeah, but... And, yeah, and just showing her the city from his perspective. Yeah, you, I mean, like, you I could, love that. I did, too. You could tell that, yeah, even though she had already seen all this stuff, seeing his uh, look on his face, like, with all the Christmas trees or ice skating... That what that is what made it feel new. Just seeing um, his his enjoyment, his eyes light up with literally every single thing that they did. Yeah. So. Yeah, as much as we could dock writing for having unnecessary lines, it added enough to the movie itself. Maybe not ne- like we said, not necessarily in story. Yeah. But just overall vibes of the movie and just the f- feeling of Christmas, mm-hmm. the li- I can forgive that. Yes, I absolutely can as well. Like lines like that wouldn't work in any other sort of genre unless they were done like in a really specific way. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> so. I'm actually higher in writing than I am story. I can definitely agree with that. Uh, what are you at? I'm not quite at a 95. I might be at like 93. I can absolutely give you that. Hell yeah. All right. Next up, we got acting. So I think we definitely, I mean, duh, we need to freaking do Will Ferrell. Should we? Do, um, I don't know. Should we just do Will Ferrell and Zoe Deschanel, or should we I also think do we the could... guy, guy that played Walter Hobbs? I think we definitely need to do Will. Yes. I think we could also do Walter, who's played by James Kahn. Um, and then his brother was Michael, right? Yes. Yep. Yeah. And so he was played by Daniel Tay. And Daniel Tay has not done a whole lot of stuff. <laughs> yeah, his uh, filmography is not very large. Like, the last thing he did was a voice for Grand Theft Auto 4. Damn. 
Well, he was in Dougal. I mean, we all know how much of a classic that was. Oh, yeah. Who could forget about Dougal? (laughs) (laughs) I think the only reason I wanted to see that movie, and I never actually saw it, was because it was from the creators of Hoodwinked. And Say what you will about the animation in that movie, but to me, that is one of my favorite animated films because it's such a simple simple premise, you know, like changing uh, a classic uh, children's book. But the way that they do, like, the whole crime scene and just, just everything they add to it, I love it. Oh, I love that movie so much. Yeah, it's uh, pretty good. So, yeah, I'd say we grade those three. Okay. Sounds good to me. Uh, so let's start off with Michael, played by Daniel Tay. Okay. Um, no, I thought I thought he was a really good kid actor. Um, I thought he was pretty good too. Not super good. Yeah, like I think but... a lot of his um his lines felt like they're be being performed by someone who doesn't act a lot. <laughs> yeah, I mean. I don't know how much you want to give slack. I mean, was this his first performance? No. He okay. had one performance before this. Okay. I just don't know how big that performance was. Um, but no, overall, like every single time I watch this movie, I enjoy his performance. Um, I love him and Buddy's um, interactions. Um, especially, um, I love his interaction when um, he is telling uh, his dad that uh, Buddy ran away. And, you know, he's just like, you know, I, I wish that you would actually care about at least something in your life. And I, I feel yeah. the kid actually uh, gets across a lot of emotion in that scene. I agree. Do, this is a total side tangent. But for some reason, this go around, this kid reminded me of Victor. <laughs> okay. I don't know why. Oh. <laughs> Dude, I have absolutely no reason to associate that those two together, but dude, for this Vic, viewing, I did. I mean, I hope Vic listens to this episode, but I feel Vic is not going to l- let you let that go until you tell him why. I don't know why. That's the <laughs> issue. <laughs> He's gonna. Keep, I probably should just get my mouth shut. <laughs> He's gonna keep pestering you, man. He's gonna keep pestering you. <laughs> oh shit. Uh, yeah. But anyway, getting back to this kid, he was good. He definitely, like you said, he got the what he was trying to portray across. Wasn't I, the strongest performance though? No, no. Um, so I am. I'm sitting in the mid eighties for him. Okay. I'm. I'm sitting at like an eighty-two. Eighty-two. Yeah. Want to meet at like eighty-three? Okay. Yeah, I could do that. Dang, I'm being more harsh for him to towards him. Yeah, right. I'm an asshole. <laughs> um. All right. Next up, let's do Walter, played by James Kahn or Can, however the hell you freaking pronounce that. So um, you're made for those to of you that up. don't sorry. know. Sorry. No, you're good. For those of you that don't know, uh, James Kahn Can. His 
most well known f- or he's most well known for The Godfather playing Sonny Corleone. Oh shit. Okay. Oh. Damn, no wonder he's so good in this movie. I didn't know he was on The Godfather. Yeah, he has a shit ton of acting credits. Hell yeah. I mean, he's a great actor. Yeah, his first acting credit was in 1961. Wow. What movie? Or show. Whatever. Uh, it was a TV series called Naked City. What a name. Yeah, right? <laughs> but yeah, he did TV series for a, a while. And then he did a movie in 1963 called Irma the Douche? Deuce? Let's go with the first one. <laughs> <laughs> Irma the Deuce. Yeah. Or Douche. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I know that's not how you spell it, but no, yeah, he's done a lot of TV acting. But he was in, uh, he's, it wasn't a lot of old westerns. Oh, okay. Very nice. Let's see. Moving up to some more modern things. Trying to see if there's anything in here that I, I personally know him from. Yeah, he'd probably be better yeah. at this than I Frickin' Elf 2003. <laughs> what? He was in that? Yeah. The, the Godfather video game. Oh, yeah, I forgot that was a thing. Oh, wait, no, I'm thinking uh, of Sopranos, was... the video game. <laughs> Uh, he was in Get Smart. He really? Played the president. Yeah. Oh shit. That movie is that movie got way too much hate. That's, I'm just gonna point that out there. I enjoy that movie a lot. Yeah. He's in Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. Both of them played Tim Lockwood. I know everyone really likes those movies. I don't know why. I cannot get behind them. I feel I'm one of the very few that just don't really like them. Dude, who the hell likes that movie? <laughs> actually, you'd be surprised. Actually, maybe not the second one, but a lot of people actually, from what I've seen, actually do really like Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. Weird. Yeah, but yeah, can never. Can but never anyway, that's him. all I know him from. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah. So the mo- the biggest oh. one I know him from is Elf. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's that's crazy. <laughs> but hey, you know, guy's an amazing actor. He did amazing in this role. Um, he was supposed to play an asshole that turned out to be an actual good guy in the end, and he did a fantastic job. Um, all of his emotional scenes were incredible. Um, especially the part that always sticks out to me is when he's yelling at uh, Buddy. He's just like, "I don't care that you're an elf. I don't care that you're my son. Get out of my life." Um. Fanta- fantastic acting. Just he he's amazing in that scene. Amazing in the whole movie. Um just oh, gosh, I, I love his performance so much. Um Yeah. He killed it. He really did. Like he he was acting like someone like he was acting like they didn't give him a script and they just told him what his character was and said, just go. <laughs> 
It's like, okay, you woke like, up. He was genuinely confused. He was genuinely like, just, okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, he played like a real person, Yeah, I feel. It's like, okay, you work for a book publishing place. You're an asshole. You uh, find out that you uh, have a, a son that you never knew about, um, and he thinks he's an elf. Let's see what you got. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. But he did such a good job. He did. He was amazing. Yeah. Where are you at with him? Uh, I'm in the 90s, for sure. That's fair. Um, I loved him so much that I'm at like a 95. I might be a little bit lower, so maybe 94. Yeah, I can do that. Yeah, I'm like at a 90. I was personally at a ninety, like two ninety three, so okay. I, I can I That's can fair. live with a ninety four. All right, next up, Will Ferrell played Buddy. I can't say enough good things about his performance. He was hilarious. Um, when he needed to be emotional, he played emotional so well. Um, he was just an amazing presence. You love seeing him on screen every minute that he was here. Um you're going to pro- I'm I'm going to have to fight you for giving him 100 cuz that's what I'm at. No you're not. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah, I loved his performance so much and just how how hard he went for Everything. Yes, he. Oh, it's so like he amazing. didn't hold back. Like it did not feel like he was holding back at all. He no. left it all out. Yep. Amazing. And yeah, a hundred is m- more than generous for yep. him. I'd give him higher if we. If we I could. would too. I would too. Yeah, but that's not how this show works. No. <laughs> and Caleb, uh, as much as I try to fight Caleb to let me change it freaking fight me man <laughs> so averaging out all of those scores we have come to a 92.33 percent for that acting is, that is not bad at all that's not no not at all um all right next up we got character development which okay how do we want to grade this this is tough I mean, okay, are we allowed to do side characters for this, or do we have to do the main character? I think we can do, we can, just because Buddy stays the same the entire movie, I say we do Walter. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, because overall, I think Walter has an amazing arc. For for a Christmas movie, I feel he has a great arc. You see him from being a guy that really only cares about his job, making sure that um, the publishing company uh keeps going well he doesn't really pay attention to his son uh he's hardly around for his wife um then you know buddy just shows up and he's just like yeah you say you're my son but i really don't want anything to do with you if i could i would just throw you out in the snow considering you love that but my wife won't let me (laughs) um um and then you just see him so you know he doesn't really want buddy he turns out uh, it goes from him literally telling Buddy that he doesn't want him in his life, and then him finally realizing, you know what? Actually, I'm proud that you're my son, and I don't care 
if you think that you're an elf or whatever, all I care about is that all I want you to know is that I love you, that I'm so grateful that you're my son. And, and I love that he also, uh, grows a, uh, more, uh, like a better bond with his, uh, his youngest son, Michael. Um, you see him grow a better bond with his wife, maybe not as much as he did, at least on camera with, uh, the two, his two sons. Um, but overall, I, I feel it's a great story arc for a character. Yeah. Did they didn't have a, like an I love you or an I I'm proud of you moment. No, they did not. No, like they kind of had that like I really liked the way that they did kind of do the ending where it was his Christmas spirit that pushed them over the top. Yeah, I love I mean, I don't know for when he starts singing, you're just like, okay, now you're just singing because someone told you. But then when once he actually sees Santa's sleigh fly over his head, just the the look on his face, you're just like, okay, finally the Christmas spirit is fi- it finally went to your soul. Finally. Yeah, I. For me, it's kind of hard to give him a good score on this arc. That's, because okay. there's times where it's like it I feel like there should be kind of an escalation throughout the movie. Okay. But it feels like there's a lot of spikes. That's fair. Like he kind of has like wants nothing to do with Buddy at first. Kind of it becomes like more indifferent towards him when he finds out okay, this is actually my son kind of has that indifference for a little while and then the big spike is when or it's kind of like a a drop is when his feelings go down after the whole situation with Peter Dinklage mm-hmm. and then like I guess he feels bad for yelling at Buddy, and so it kind of, like, spikes up a little bit. Yeah. Kind of goes back to, like, borderline indifferent. He still doesn't, like, fully believe him about the elf thing, which, honestly, I don't blame him. Yeah, no, I, I but, don't blame him either. Yeah, and then the Christmas spirit thing, it another spike. Yeah. So, I mean, the, the arc is... It does have what you want Excuse in me. the, uh, yeah. It does have what you want in a story, like the, the dive and then the, the climb, but it just feels like they jump to that. That's fair. Okay. That the uh, that's fair. Like honestly, Might have I would have um, projection a little, little high. <laughs> yeah, like. Personally, the way that I would have tried to pull this off, and it would have been fairly difficult, and I think it could have, would have come off cheesy, is what they could have done is kind of show Walter and Buddy connecting. Yeah. And so once that, like, show the connection happening and show Walter start to soften up a little bit. And okay. then hit us with the 
the buddy effed up and South Pole elf. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That that's actually. Really and then that idea. then that dive would have hit a little bit harder, but then you would have seen like how you could have felt like his remorse a yeah. little bit better. No, that's actually a good way to look. And at then it. understood his jump into like you could have justified those spikes a bit more. Yeah. So. So okay. So what are you thinking for score? <sighs> Unfortunately, I'm pretty low on this one. Like it's not like super low. I'm in the like. Low 80s. Oh, okay. Um, like 81? Yeah, I can do 81. Okay. Bam. Yeah, I know. I feel like an asshole, but... No, I, <laughs> dude, honestly, everything that you said, you actually do raise a very good point. So I think I went a little too high. Or I was thinking a little too positively about the story arc. <laughs> Well, that's how we how we do this. I was going on and on about how amazing the story was, and you bring me back down to earth. And <laughs> uh, moving on to effects, this is an odd one. It is because for the most part, there's not like a lot of effects in this movie. But then, when you're thinking about the beginning, you have you know like Mister Narwhal. You have. Um, the uh the snowman so i don't know how to grade that because they're trying to give you like the uh like rudolph the red-nosed reindeer animation kind of vibes so a little bit i don't know if that's I should what throws me off because they yeah. were purposely going for that and it looked really good it did so I don't really want to grade this negatively because what they were shooting for, they nailed. Yeah, and I think, honestly, the biggest effect was the freaking sleigh. And the sleigh looked pretty good. It it actually still holds up, I feel. Yeah, it does. Gosh. This is a... A tough one. <laughs> so, okay. Here's what I will dock it for. Okay. Because the special effects, so the uh, the animated characters, they were going for Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer look. Yes. I understand that. I'm not going to dock for that. What okay. I will dock for is the occasional moments of bad green screen. Okay. So that takes me from a hundred, and the bad green screen bumps me down to like a ninety-five. I can absolutely give you that. Yeah, and then all the stunt work looked really good. Yes, like it was amazing. Like when Buddy was trying to put the uh, the star at the top of the tree. Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh! Like that scene st- gets me to this day it'd be really funny so, if that actually was will ferrell that did that not his stunt guy i wouldn't doubt it i wouldn't either <laughs> i could see will ferrell doing that going all out yeah 
So effects, I'm at a 95 for the bad green screen. Just because I feel like there's a couple other issues and maybe like you can see that the the reindeer and the sled are a little on the not good side okay fair i'm gonna say i'm gonna go up to like a 94 or go down to a 94 94 okay i can i can absolutely give yeah i can absolutely give you that hell yeah all right, next up we got music. I'm trying to remember if there's a lot of music that really... The only music that sticks out to me is when they're uh, um, singing uh, Santa Claus is Coming to Town and then the um, chorus that picks up like right as uh, Santa's sleigh crosses over Walter and Buddy's waving goodbye. Well, I'm thinking of the um, the music that played while he was going around the city. Oh yes, I forgot about that. Um, also, this what Zoe Deschanel was singing in the shower. Yeah, can and, we like, talk that about whole how little tune? I want to talk about how much a lot of people look down at that song now because I was actually surprised that they were able to play that at my work the other day. I thought like. Everyone advocated for that song to be not allowed in a public. Oh my uh, gosh! Which I don't get. That's but whatever. That's so stupid. It's a Christmas song that's been around forever. Like, calm down. Exactly, Karen. You freaking PC pirates. (laughs) Oh. But anyway. Bringing that scene up with like the whole New York scene, the whole Jovi scene, which still is freaking hilarious when she like opens the curtain. Yeah. Get out! And, and the score. <laughs> what? Like, and I'm thinking of the score too. Yeah. For this movie, it is like super recognizable. It is. Ooh shit! Okay. Well, that just boosted yeah. me up. I'm. I'm not quite at a 10, so I'm sitting at, like, a very soft 9 or a very firm 8. Or a very strong 8. What did we give Home Alone for music? We gave Home Alone a 9. Okay, so then I would give this one an 8. Give it an 8? Yeah. For me, at least. I can, I can definitely. When it comes to recognizable soundtracks, I feel Home Alone's is more recognizable than this one, to me at least. Um, Okay, but the issue with that, we're not grading this based off of Home Alone. Well, yeah, I know, yeah, I know, but like, say if I'm talking about, you know, uh, which, uh, no, I know that, but. I'm just kind of trying to think uh, with those scores of what like brought me down to basically a firm eight is you are really ruining my score, my scoring here, dude. <laughs> Cause I don't know how to finish the statement with, with not, with not going back to what you said. Well, we're not grading home alone soundtrack. So yeah, I'm, I'm going like, to shut that's up. That's something that we need to try and like, keep from 
Yes, sir. It needs to be like stand like when I fill out the grade or the rating system. Yeah. I can only ever see the movie we're talking about. Oh. I I apologize. Like the only reason I knew that Home Alone was a nine was because I had to scroll up. <laughs> That's all I have to say to you. But um, I I can agree with you on eight. Okay, thank you. Like, I'm not going to throw that big of a fit, but <laughs> <laughs> I just like watching you squirm. You're an asshole. <laughs> All right. Next up, we got costumes. Oh, these were so good. I love the elf yeah. costumes. They're so simple, but I love them so much. The elf hat alone is one of the most um, recognizable elf hats, I've, if not the most recognizable elf hat I've ever seen in a movie. Absolutely. When you see it, you're like, oh, yeah, Will Ferrell's elf. Can't think of any yep. other movie. Um, and I love that the elves uh, wear different colors. They're not all just green. Like, one was wearing orange, one was wearing blue, red. Um, just I loved that they weren't all the exact same color, and I, I feel that added uh, to them. Um, and then I love that at the end, Jovi is wearing her old her own uh, pink elf costume or outfit. That yes. was awesome. Ah, uh, oh, so good. San- Santa looked fantastic. Uh, uh, their uh, Santa outfit looked great. Um, yeah, M- maybe not my favorite Santa outfit, but no, that doesn't. Fair. I mean, that doesn't. Uh, it doesn't lose any points for me. Not yeah, that I being, get you. That not being my favorite Santa outfit. Yeah. Um. No, overall, I think the costumes are great in this movie. I think they are too. Like. So I'm fairly high with this one. I'm probably at like a nine. I can definitely agree with you on that. Hell yeah. Alrighty, last up we have our own personal grade. So I'll let you take this one away. Okay, so overall, um revisiting this movie, because I try to revisit this movie every single Christmas. Um it's just as good when I first watched it as a kid. Uh, it's a blast from start to finish. Will Ferrell is absolutely amazing in this role. He owns this role. I feel this is, to many, his uh, most recognizable role. Um, this is a Christmas movie that can be passed on to generation after generation. It's that good. Um, and it just has a great message, I feel. Um, I'm solid, solid 90. I love this movie. Hmm. Oh, shit, what are you thinking? Gosh, I'm. <laughs> I absolutely love this movie. It, no matter how many times I watch this, I, <clears throat> I, I, I adore it. It is so much fun, so freaking good. I'm a lot higher. <laughs> Hell, dude, that's than awesome. You. No, like, dude. Because this is one that I love to watch every year. Hell yeah, same here. Yeah, so I'm I think I'm I'm going to I'm gonna be at a ninety seven. Dude, that that's freaking awesome. That that is awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I I just love this movie so freaking much. So that's what I'm sitting at. 
Well, now I'm a just dick. because nostalgia goggles. <laughs> Damn, I am a dick towards this movie. <laughs> yes, you are. Hey, it's still an A minus. So <laughs> shut up. Alrighty, so the averaging that out, that brings us to a ninety-three point five. Woo woo. Yeah. So the final Albro's or grade for Elf is. B plus. That's not bad. Yeah, it is a very strong B plus. What ended up killing this movie was character development. That's fair. And like we gave it an eighty one. I wanna what would have happened if No, it probably wouldn't have changed it that much, so never mind. <laughs> um Yeah, if ca- the character development was a little bit better I think this would have made it to the A minus club. Yeah. But unfortunately, that's not how these things go. So percentage wise, what did it finish up? So it is at an eighty nine point eight percent. Damn. Yeah, you weren't kidding. That yeah. Was a strong eighty nine. Yeah, and then our cutoff for an A minus is ninety percent. Okay. So it is point two percent away from being an A minus. Damn, maybe I should have given it higher for personal score. I could have gotten it up to an A minus. I'm a dick. I'm a dick, guys. I'm a dick. Like, let's see. It would have. Okay, our like it would have had to be up to ninety five, like the personal grade. Like that's what our our average would have had to be. I could have probably gone there. Yeah, but we were at a 93.5. So just short of 94. Damn it. Or just two two point. Like, or not even two. It's like one and a half. Can I make changes <laughs> to my personal score? <laughs> you can't change it just to get the score you want. Damn it. Yeah, that's not how this goes. Well, that's how I'm going to make it go. Okay. <laughs> All right, comparing this to some other movies that we've broken down, everything that I'm about to list off is a B-plus movie. So this is 0.1% higher than Better Watch Out. Okay. It is... Ooh, damn. It is, like, right in line. It's barely, barely above uh, Marriage Story. Oh, shit. It is two points higher than Halloween. Okay. Three points higher than Nightmare on Elm. Not bad. Two points higher than Psycho. Um, it is. It's point zero five percent higher than The Five Bloods. Okay. Speaking of that movie, did you see that Chadwick Boseman won for Best Supporting Actor for that? Oh, freaking damn right, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it is 0.4% higher than Ready or Not. All right. Let's see. Pretty much in line with Black Panther. Hell yeah. It is right in line 
like almost exactly as Avengers. The first? Yeah. Hell yeah, that's awesome. Let's see. 89, that's 86. Okay, three points higher than Spider-Man Homecoming. Point... Point five, yeah, point five percent higher than Knives Out. Okay. Point six percent higher than The Invisible Man. Not bad. And three points higher than The Lovebirds. Yeah, that's not bad. Yeah, that's not bad. If you guys want to see what or how this ranks up compared to our other movies, you guys can go on our website and check out our yes. rating system. I have access to that on the on the site now, so Woo-woo. or I've had it, have had access to it on our site for a while now. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, I think it's well deserving of that eighty nine. I absolutely agree. Yeah, damn near ninety. Just like I said, two per point two percent higher, and it would have been a uh, a a ninety and or it's a, all, an A minus. And it's all my fault, guys. I'm sorry. Yep. So if you guys disagree, you can hate message Rose. <laughs> <laughs> my Instagram is Jonathan dot Rose nine. Oh. <laughs> I think there's a nine at the end because apparently there were eight other Jonathan Roses before me. Jeez. Which I'm very shocked considering that I, uh, my, uh, the way that Jonathan is spelled for me is different than a lot of people spell it. So that really threw me through a loop. Yeah. Well, uh, that concludes this week's breakdown. If you liked this episode want to hear more of our stuff be sure to subscribe and follow us wherever you listen to podcasts we are on apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, stitcher iHeartRadio, radio radio spotify and more uh, you can also catch all of our episodes on youtube be sure to follow us on social media if you want to hit us up with episode ideas answer our question of the week or if you want to join us we would love to have you on um we are on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just search at the All Bros. Uh, you can also email us at the All Bros Channel at gmail.com. Check out our website, tinyurl.com forward slash the All Bros. Um, and you can find links to everything that we do. You can listen to the podcast. You can f- check out our rating sheet. Find out everything um, that we do. Um, you'll also find a link to our merch store, which is Tee Public, or it's on Tee Public, so tpublic.com slash user slash the All Bros channel. So with that, um, the next episode we will be, or will be our 150th episode. So we will be breaking down a video game because we break down a video game every 50 episodes, and. That video game will be Marvel's Avengers. So if you have not played it, yeah, you can listen to the show anyway. Yeah, <laughs> so much potential with this game. We'll get into it, but yeah. Yeah, so look forward to that on Monday. And until then, 
Merry Christmas, everyone. Yes, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, stay safe, and thank you Say for... Say it like Herbert. <laughs> Merry Christmas, stay safe, and be sure to kiss someone under the mistletoe. Mm. But make sure you're wearing a mask. <laughs> <laughs> Worth it. <Yeah. laughs> All right. Well, we'll catch you guys next time. Deuces. So long.